you guys. I have missed you guys. I've missed this. I've been away for far too long. Don't even ask me what I've been doing, okay? A whole lot of something, and at the same time, a whole lot of nothing. First and foremost, I wanna give honor to God who is the head of my, my household and the head of my life. Um, secondly, I'm, I, I totally didn't do this last episode, but thank you to my friend Adam Snyder for uh, giving an original uh, as my uh, intro, intro and outro. Thanks, thanks to you, Fred. More importantly, I would like to know, why do I speak like Barack Obama? <laughs> okay, what's with all the uh and the uh? What, what's, what is that? What is that, Crizo? With all of that aside, listen, today I'm gonna speak about anxiety. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna title this five things anxiety won't do for you. It won't do it. Okay, now, now you, you know me. At this point, this is the third episode. You should know that I don't do things like normal people with a working brain and functioning um, anything. Duh, do, do, does. I don't do that, apparently. Apparently I can't, I'm not wired like that. Um, so quirky. <laughs> Anyways, um, I wanna talk about anxiety, but I'm not gonna talk about it the way that you're, maybe it is gonna be the way that you're used to hearing it, but I, I'm, tr <laughs> I'm trying not to do that. I'm literally, this is what I feel, okay? I know that this is like a hot topic and you know what? I just felt in my spirit to cover this. It's going to be five things. It started out as 10, so I might do another five later. But I want y'all to hear me, okay? If this is for you, I need you to listen up. I need you to, like, sit down somewhere. Get a coffee. Get an, get an iced chai. Sit down. Listen. Feed on this. Pop open a Bible, okay? Physical, preferably. Pop that Bible open. Sit down, take some notes, because I'm talking to you. And if you don't think this is for you, you should also listen, because it is good to have wisdom, especially wisdom, that you don't even probably even need right now, but just have it to have it. Five things anxiety will not do for you. Let's start in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a side mind. Okay. So anxiety will not give to you that thing that you're freaking out about. You know, that thing, that thing, like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to go to the store and get this. And the minute you get there at the parking lot, now your mind, it's like you get this uneasy feeling that settled in you. And now you're thinking, what if there's a shooter in the mall? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if today's the day that a terrorist decides to go ham in this Forever 21, in this H&M, in this Lush? Okay, I don't, I'm not sponsored by these people, but um, by the help of God, amen. I receive it. I receive it right now in Jesus' name. You know what I'm talking about. And it sounds insane when I say it right now, but I know what I'm talking about because this actually happened to me. Like I actually drove all the way to a mall that's not anywhere near me, parked at the parking lot, had that thought, and I couldn't decipher if it was the Lord <laughs> telling me 
that Ayo, a, a shooter about to shoot this block up, or if it was just me freaking out about anything, if it was like me being insecure or whatever, it was like the most, tra- like not even traumatized. It was just the most stressful mind moment. My mind was just stressed. Okay. And I couldn't take it. I drove all the way back. Listen, I was upset and I know this was anxiety. I know this was an attack of the enemy of the mind because, because I sat, I actually sat on my phone, not waiting by it, but I Googled later that night, did anything happen just to test and see, okay, is it the Lord or is it me? Is it the Lord or is it me? Nothing happened, you guys. And I didn't get what I wanted to get out of Forever 21. So that's a real story. But anxiety will not get you the thing that you're freaking out about. It won't. It won't. And you, you, and I used to, okay, a long time ago, I should say, I used to deal with anxiety. Heavy. 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 Okay? It wasn't right. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. It was heavy, heavy in middle school. And I don't know what it is about middle school, but I was talking to a group of friends like months ago and I realized like, whoa, that looks like to be the time where anxiety and insecurity attacks a lot of children. It's like right before middle school, people didn't even care about how they looked. They didn't. And we saw all the busted, crusted, dutty, dutty, stinking stuff little children. We went to class with them. Maybe we were those children. But the minute middle school hits, it's like people start shaving their legs. It's like people start wearing deodorant. Okay, some of that is good. It's like people start wanting to look cute at all times. At all times. Like, um, Kate, I can't use that as an example because I know that I actually know someone in my life named that. Okay, let's see. Chloe. Chloe. Um, I... A few semesters ago, your leg hair was outrageous. And now you're smooth as a baby. Now your eyebrows are plucked. Now you're looking in the mirror every single minute that you remember. And now you're worried about how you... It's like, there's like, you know what I'm talking about. It's like a shift or something like that, right? And that's when I dealt with it. Heavy. To the point where like, I remember seeing the shift. And my personal shift was in in the kids ministry that I was in, I had no problems. This is how you know, this is a good indicator. Uh, youth pastors and, and more, if to see if anybody's maybe dealing with anxiety in your crowd, um, which is probably maybe judging by the way this generation is going, maybe a lot of kids are. It's most likely a lot of kids are. But in, when I was in the kids ministry when I was younger, I had no problem raising my hands in worship, okay? I was like, Jesus, I love you, I love, but the minute I hit middle school and I was around surrounded by these older looking people that genuinely looked like they were 30 years old, I don't know what happened, but the generation above my generation, which is Gen Z, and I was just born in 1999, everyone looked like they were 30 at the age of like 15. What were y'all drinking? What were y'all eating? Okay. Okay. Miralax. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay, it it don't make no sense. What were y'all doing? What, what what was in the food? Why do y'all look so old back then? Everyone's looking younger, and I heard it has something to do with testosterone getting like lower each generation. Whatever I don't know, 
but the fact that I was surrounded by older kids and like my my elementary friends that transitioned to sixth grade were no longer wanting to hang out with fifth you know now they're in seventh grade sixth grade little me because I'm not the cool older kid and and now I want to see be seen as a cool kid and and I don't know do cool kids raise their hand do cool kids worship God I don't know I'm going to keep my hands down and I'm going to fight the urge that I feel to worship my Lord and my Savior because I want to be seen as a cool kid. But little did I know, you come off looking like a little twerp. You come off looking like an like angry little atheist, <laughs> angry at the world. And in the meantime, you, all this time, you're just anxious and shy and scared and worried about what other people thought about you. Yeah, that's what I had to deal with. And... It was a mess. It was a mess. God brought me through. Okay. I actually forced myself to do the things that I, I wanted to do, whether or not I, I was anxious about it. And that, that personally broke me through. Praise the Lord for that. But anxiety, it won't help you the things that you're freaking out about. It will not help you do any of that. I've never seen anyone with the anxiety attack look at some like panic in a corner, crying and hyperventilating. It says, Oh, thank God that I did that. Now I can do the things that I just spent five years crying about in the corner of the bathroom stall with confidence because I, I got through it. Thank you. Anxiety for helping me do that thing that I wasted time freaking out about. That doesn't happen. It actually steals you from doing literally anything that you want to do that anxiety can just you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Don't do that. Can invade, okay, and steal that away from you. Listen, like I said in Second Timothy, chap, uh, verse chapter what what chapter one verse seven, God isn't given up. Everybody uses this verse, but I want you to pay attention to it this way. I I felt this in my spirit. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a pow but of power. Power. What do you think that power is for? I need you to sit on that really quick, really actually for a long time. I need you to sit on that for so long that you'll get those little tingles in your leg, you know, like in the bottom of your thigh because you've been sitting too long. Sit on that. What do you think the power that God has given us is for? We're talking about fear. God didn't give you spirit of fear. He gave you power. What, what do you think that power is for? That power is to conquer the fear that you're struggling with. That power is to go into Forever 21 anyways, terrorist or not, and get the top that you've been stalking online that for some reason Forever 21 didn't want to stalk online and said that this is store use only. So now you have to go in and get it. Okay, in this mad, unorganized store. That's the power. But that's just a light example. That power applied to anything in your life. What is that last thing that you were having major anxiety about that you never got to do? Well, God didn't give anxiety to you. He actually offered you, there's an opportunity of power to go and take that thing that you wanted to do, to go and do that thing that you wanted to do. What do you think that power is for? Because people read that and they just rush through the, but power, love, and sound, whoa, whoa, slow down. God didn't give you anxiety. He gave you power, actually. He gave you power to stop thinking like that. He gave you power to have freedom in your mind and of love because there's no fear in love and a sound mind. Hello, isn't that what you want? 
for all my people out here that's dealing with anxiety. How many times have you thought to yourself, if I could literally just not be anxious, if my thoughts could just shut for just shut up for a minute, like, can I go back to the days where I didn't think about this stuff? I didn't think twice about the most basic things ever. I just want peace. Like, can my mind be quiet? How many times have you desired that? Like, got tired of your mind, got tired of your thoughts. Well, that's number one. Number two is strength. That's not number two. My bad. Number two, <laughs> the things anxiety won't do for you, it won't give you faith. It actually steals faith from you. Let's flip to Hebrews 11 verse 1. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance and assurance about what we do not see. Let's read that again, because y'all not, not hearing me. Y'all not getting this in your spirit. Y'all not sitting on it like I told you to. Your, your leg's not hurting. It says, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what you do not see. Well, how many of you know that anxiety gives you the opposite of assurance of the things that you do not yet see, Okay. It doesn't give you assurance of the, the things that you, you're not seeing yet. It, it, gives you, it gives you panic. It gives you fear. It gives you timidness. timidness. It makes you paralyzed. It, it like makes you like a wimp. It makes you cower. Be a coward. A literal coward. It doesn't, and this is the things that you're not even seeing yet. It, it's, not, it's funny how like people will have anxiety that will keep them from doing something of what they want to do. But when people will literally experience fear going away whenever they do the thing that they were afraid to do. Isn't that, isn't that wild? How many times have you heard, I was scared at first, but then I just kept going and I just, I just, I wasn't scared anymore. I've heard that from so many people. Recently, I actually heard that from a, a, a child who, who I've seen with my own two eyes have anxiety attack panic over like running or something a few months ago and this same child sang in front of a, a packed room and literally said you know I was scared at first but then I just kept going and I was like that that's amazing that that's genuinely amazing but anxiety steals faith from you you child of God it'll steal your faith what a grand and supernatural opportunity to respond to any anxiety or panic about, about some possibility that, that you, you're scared about or what could happen with faith. How about that for a response when you're feeling your anxiety, okay? Now I'm going to respond to my faith, okay? May, okay, uh, uh, what do people look at me weird? What do people stare at like, oh my gosh, I'm like, oh my gosh, are people staring at me like, well, actually people not, how about people... People are not going to look at me weird or pay any attention to me, actually. I'll be able to walk through this entire grocery store and I have faith that literally nobody will care <laughs> about me and what, what I look like, where I'm going, what I'm doing. No, no one's going to care. How about this, that I'll actually see the favor of God over me physically, actually manifest before me, for me? No, but what if you, what if, I don't know, like, uh, if I wear that, people are just going to, well, I'm not going to go to Taco Bell because 
I'm not going to drive with my windows down because people are going to stare. And I just, I can't. How about no one's going to care? Hey, nobody cares what, what you're doing. Nobody cares what you're listening to at the volume of 50. No one actually cares. And if they do look, they're actually going to forget about me in like the next 30 seconds. So who cares? Yeah. yeah. What if you started to respond like that? That's, that's supernatural. You're, you're applying faith. You're responding. You're shutting things down. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Like if I do this, I, just, I don't know. People are just going to, how about people might, and I just don't care. <laughs> okay. How about people might, but literally they have other things that they have to do with in their own lives. Like how about people actually have more entertaining things to do than think about me doing the most simple human activity? I don't, that's so weird. Why would, why would you, that's, why would, why would I stop myself with that? That's, that's so strange. Me, me, that is so weird. It's faith. You can, you can only do that by faith. Do you understand? Do you understand? Let's look at Joshua 1. Joshua 1 9. It says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Anxiety does not help you stay in alignment with Scripture at all. The Bible literally tells you, Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Don't be this. Don't be this. Be strong. Be courageous. I'm going to be with you wherever you go. You having that anxiety attack, you panicking, you allowing that thought to fester and repeat and roll over like a rotisserie chicken from Sam's Club over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 out of you're out of uh, alignment with the word. Look at you. Like look look what it did to you. Look what that did to you. You're not even you're not obeying. Not to say that you're going to be condemned, but I'm just saying like it, the Bible says don't be feared, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed, don't be discouraged. I'll be with you. But you that is it robbed you from your alignment with the scripture, with the word of God. It, anxiety actually doesn't make you cling to God for help. It doesn't actually it doesn't work like that. It it doesn't lead you immediately to run to the Bible. No, no, no anxious thought of yours has actually led you to be like, oh, next I'm going to think about and mull over for the next 30 minutes, the word and what the word has to say. Anxiety feeds off of itself. Thought after thought, worry after worry, so toxic. It's a rabbit hole to misery. It's not a path to freedom. And the deeper and deeper you go, the less you are focusing on, wait, wait, what's God saying in this moment right now? What is, wait, 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 what's he saying? I, okay, I heard, I heard what my thoughts had to say. Okay, God, what's your say? It, that, that's not a linear thought process with anxiety. It doesn't work like, it doesn't really work like that. Unless you like get power and strength to be like, wait, I'm going to, hold on. Let me stop myself right here. Naturally though, anxiety doesn't do that. That's you taking a stand. Kudos to you. That's very good. It's, I mean, anxiety steals you away to itself. If you think about it, think about it. It steals you to itself. It, it, it like takes your attention, your whole attention off of God to, to it. It's selfish. So it wants to do that so you can focus on it and it alone. And that's, that's not of God. I'm not, but I don't think I'm talking to people that believe it's from God or of God. I believe I'm talking to people that are tired. I believe I'm talking to people that want to be free. I believe I'm talking to people that, that are tired of hearing the same 
motivational word and just just stop just stop actually i'm gonna leave that for another day because i i don't totally disagree with that just stop advice um i don't totally disagree but anyways the next one number four independence anxiety will not give you independence and you know what I'm not talking about freedom f- from it. I'm not talking about the spirit of the Lord is I'm not talking about that. See, you thought I was going to be like, anxiety robs you from being free. Actually, I'm not even talking about that. And that's true, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about anxiety. <laughs> the, uh, it doesn't give you the ability to separate your image, your likeness from it. I haven't seen people refer to anxiety as them and anxiety. I've always, I've always seen, and I've always heard people say, my anxiety is just their anxiety, our anxiety. Baby, who's? Who? Who? Whose is it? That's not mine. Maybe that's, maybe that's Shelby's. But it's not, I'm, I know it's Shelby, she's lovely. I need to get better at these name examples. It's not my, it's not ours, it's, speak for yourself. But I don't want you to speak for, I don't want you to speak like that. I've never actually heard people truly talk about anxiety like it's not theirs. That's the point I'm trying to get. Okay, the Bible says in John 14, 27, peace. Oh, I skipped ahead of myself. Don't worry, let's go back. I've never heard anyone talk about anxiety like it's not theirs. I think that's actually one of the major problems where it starts because people actually start to take ownership of anxiety. It's like you allow it to come up under your house and it's like finding a stray animal. People do this apparently. I don't know why. I ain't gonna say nothing. But I ain't never seen no black people do that. I'm kidding. No. Talk about it amongst yourselves, brethren. But from my side of town, that is very casual Caucasian activity right there. And there's nothing wrong with it, okay? <laughs> taking stray animals and taking care of them. There's nothing wrong with that. That's so good. That's so compassionate. That's so lovely. Um, but um, that's not how I was raised. Um, uh, yeah, I wasn't. And the minute that I started to desire to do that, I, I knew... I knew, I know why. I knew why. And that's okay. It's okay. It's not a bad thing to do. It's not a bad thing to do. I promise you, it's not even a bad thing to do. It's It's so good. I love your heart. I love your heart. But that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about? Like, people, you actually allow it to come up under your house and live with you. Baby, anxiety don't pay no rent. Talking about my anxiety. Did you adopt it? Is it? Oh, it has your last name now. Oh. I didn't know you guys are related. I didn't know you guys are married to anxiety. Yeah, my anxiety. Uh, sis, why are you branding this around like, like it's a good deal? Yeah, girl, I just got my anxiety for like free ninety nine. Yes, on sale. Yes, I love it. I. It's like, I, of course, there's a crowd that like talks about anxiety and their anxiety like it's like quirky, like it's like a personality. I'm not even talking to those people because you have lost all interest and like desire from me to help you or talk to you or listen. Why do you, why do you do that? 
Why do you do that? Stop it. Stop it. But I'm talking about, I've seen people, I see, it's really sad. It's actually kind of heartbreaking. But I see people in my life that I know that struggle, that I know that struggle with anxiety. Because I actually, I actually also notice like a lot of people that struggle with anxiety, like y'all will tell people that y'all struggle with anxiety. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it. Yes, let the brethren know. But like nobody asked. And y'all be like, my anxiety is just, I love you guys. However, the truth remains. Not one person has inquired. I'm just being silly and funny. I'm sorry. Don't mean to offend. But I'm just saying like, I've seen, there's people that I know is like you watch them in their life growing up with them and they'll like struggle and go through it, through it. And they'll be like, my anxiety, and it will, it won't, it will be like years of struggle. And then it's like their verbiage change, changes the deeper and deeper they go in it and through it. My anxiety, it's just, yeah, I got to take medication for my anxiety. And I'm not even saying that they're proud of having it. It's just like, that's become a part of you. That's become a part of your likeness. Girl, you know, she's, you know, she's, girl, you know, she got anxiety. You know, she over there crying somewhere. Mm-hmm. She got anxiety. Yeah, we talking about you. We are talking about you. People know you as anxious. People know you as the type to, girl, you know, you know, she over there crying in a corner, freaking out about, she always got, she always cried about something. People know you now like that. Man, and what a thing to be known as when you're a child of God. That's the first thing that, that's the thing that describes your likeness, anxiety. That makes me actually really sad. And I'm not even talking about it from like a higher and holier than thou position. I'm talking about this as like a friend, seeing that in my friends' lives and and seeing that as looking back on me, middle school, or me in the parking lot last year literally a mess truly like what crezo unacceptable a weak moment very sad thank god he brought me through but you know what i'm saying it's like people it's like the longer you allow that that becomes a part of your likeness it's like you walk differently you talk differently you do things differently you use different routes you you, you like look behind your mirror constantly to see if anybody's going to crash into you or if anybody's following you home i i know somebody like that that will literally like oh my, i was in a car with somebody that was like i don't know i have to take the long way because i can't believe this person's following us listen this is a huge suburban neighborhood in a city full of a million people and you're surprised that somebody actually i don't know lives near you make it make sense and of course of course there's a difference between like feeling something in your spirit in your gut and freaking out and I think that's what I'm going to talk about next time or next episode perhaps in part two of this because this isn't something that you can cover in like 40 minutes that's not it's it's a deep thing and I recognize that and I totally realize that that's what I'm saying. I, I've, you know what I'm talking about. Like, do you? I don't know. Do you? Let me know. Thank you for letting me know. Like, it becomes a part of them. It changes the way they walk. It changes the way they do life. It changes the way they dress. Well, I don't. I'm just. I. I, I recent. I love this girl. I recently was, you know, chatting with a female that like. She decided how she was gonna dress based off of, her anxiety. 
and that sounds insane but like every outfit she put on she was like I don't know. This person's gonna say this about it. I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to do this. And da, da, da. And it just came to the point where it was like, girl, like if they do, then they will. Not to say that I'm not advocating for like that I'm advocating for like dressing any type of way, but it's just like, why, why, why are you having this conversation about cloth? And secondly, why, why are you, why, why did you put me here? Why are you? why are you talking to me about this? This is not how I want to spend my day, my minute, my second. How dare you? How dare you? You're freaking out about, well, if I put this on, this person's going to say this and I just don't want to hear. Oh, but, uh, and th about 10 outfit changes later. I wish I was kidding. 10 outfit changes later. They just walked out wearing the first thing that they put on. Do you, do you see what I'm talking about? Do you see how useless anxiety makes you to be? How foolish anxiety makes you become? Mm -mm. And you claim it. You, you start to claim it. Well, in the name of Jesus, I'm declaring that. I'm, I believe in that God's going to break you free from that. I'm believing in the name of Jesus that you're going to get tired of something. And the very first step that I've seen of freedom is when you get tired of something. Get out of the comfort of anxiety right now. Seriously. Comfort, being comfortable, taking an identity and anxiety in the anxiety club, okay, it's not going to do it. There's no freedom in that. Finding some type of reason to, well, it's okay to have anxiety and, and some type of Bible study of women, of weak spined, brittle spined women that make anxiety seem okay. Like it's not been terrorizing you and plaguing you and stealing from you and making your life a living hell. That's not okay. But people are making, people are actually preaching and, and teaching and believing and functioning and living like it is, like it's okay to care for the next 20 years. Like that's okay to model in front of your kids. Like that's okay to, of a way to live, to spend your life, your young, your youth, just anxious, completely anxious. And the reason why I went through the word every point is to show you how the Bible and God will help you and guide you and lead you and help you and teach you and encourage you through it all, through every moment that you, that anxiety tries to come at you. I'm telling you, it's an attack. It's not a personality. It's not a, it's not a disorder. It's not, it's an attack. Every time it happens, it's an attack. And you know, everybody knows, like whether you read history books or watch a war movie, every time you get an attack, you see a country get attacked. The country also it's an opportunity not to take it. It's actually dumb to take it. You should respond back and fight back. Every time you get that anxious thought, that's an attack, my guy. You need to register that. You need to change your brain and the way you need to start changing things and say, wait a minute. That's not my, that's not a tendency of mine. This is an attack from the enemy. Something's trying to get taken from me. It's trying to come after my sound mind. My power is being like threatened right now by this anxious thought. You know, the freedom that I feel and the peace that I feel from God is trying to be threatened by the attack of anxiety. And I'm sick and tired of being its victim. I'm sick and tired of living at this address. I'm sick and tired of identifying myself as anxious. I'm sick and tired of taking ownership of anxiety. I want to know what it feels like to not be 
anxious to not literally overthink everything. I want to know how it feels to, to like be free. I don't know. What does that mean? Freedom, sound mind. God, show me what that means. You need to get that in you. You need to get something. You need to get tired. I'm telling you, the violent takes it by force. You need to get tired. Stop waiting on this eventual dreamlike day where, well, I'll just know one day God's going to free me. Listen, freedom comes to those who violently take it by force, baby. The, the, the kingdom of God suffers violent and the violent take it by force. The lady with the issue of blood, she, Jesus wasn't on her way to heal her. He was actually on his way to heal another guy who got his attention to heal his daughter before she died. The lady violently made her way through the crowd, sick, still bleeding, touching the hem of his garment, knowing that she was going to be made well. She was tired of it. She did everything she could, spent all her money on every physician, every doctor, until she found out about the great physician and went to get her healing. She travailed for it. Jesus was not on her way to heal her. You have got to get tired, sick and tired of this thing, plaguing, eating away at you. Making you its slave, making you its victim. I was gonna, I was gonna say, making you its B word, but I have no idea what that word is. I've seen it and heard of a lot in movies. I have no idea what that is. But that's what I mean. I'm not gonna say it because I'm saved, but that's the, that's the next thought that it's making you out to be that. And it's a shame for any believer to be so just so minimized to anxiety. But in the name of Jesus, there's freedom for you. In the name of Jesus, there's already peace. There's sound mind. There's power waiting for you. Take it by force. And I'm going to pray with you today. And I'm going to teach about this next episode about anxiety to this crowd because I just, I feel so in my spirit because of people I know in my life because of past me and, and this, just this entire thing that I, this generation and, and older people are dealing with as well. You know, typically it seems like something that teenagers deal with, but I see adults be plagued by this too. And it makes me sad. It does make me sad, but I want to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. I break the power of anxiety over you now in the name of Jesus. I curse that thing that's been plaguing you, that's been stealing from you. In the name of Jesus, I declare that you're free. I declare that you'll have a great sleep. I'll declare that you'll be able to go to sleep without thinking and overthinking everything. Let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. That's not your job. But in the name of Jesus, I declare that you're going to experience for the first time in a long time, a nice car ride without thinking about what the person to the left or the right is thinking and doing. If they're staring at you, I pray that you'll be able to go to the store and walk in and walk out with joy. I pray that joy would invade your thoughts and not even anxiety. I pray that peace would take camp in your mind, that you'll be able to rest in God, that you'll receive power now in the name of Jesus, that you be delivered. And I know that the righteous hand of God is a savior. He is a deliverer and God will deliver you now out of that wicked, wicked state of living. Jesus did not die for you to live a life on earth like this, but you were promised life and life more abundantly. And I believe that you'll receive it now. I'll pray that every listener here today will get tired, get something in them that's just angry at the devil for actually doing this to them. You're too valuable. 
and you are reserved to live a, an abundant life. That's the life that you are meant to live in the name of Jesus. And that's the life that you will live from this day on in the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. And amen. And by faith, receive it. By faith, receive that word. By faith, believe that word over yourself. Here's a cha- Here's a thought. Repeat that over yourself. Interrupt your thoughts with that prayer, with that word of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. So that's all I have for today. I'm sure that I'll, that I'll continue with uh, part two. But I want to thank you all for listening. Thanks again to my friend Adam for this outro. And uh, okay, I'll catch you in the next episode. Um, if you want to find me on the digitals, I am on Instagram at Chrysolith, C-H-R-I-S-O-L-Y-T-H-E. I know it's long, but you'll uh, uh, find me. Chrysolith on Instagram. Don't come to my Twitter. It's a mess. Um, in the future, I want to start a YouTube channel to make video podcasts like Norm MacDonald. You like that guy? Rest in peace. And uh, do not add me on Facebook, please. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye.